Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad talking to you about one of the latest Kickstarters. Um, it's actually not—it's actually not out yet. It's coming out February twentieth. And in the past, we had a discussion on Board Games FM about card crafting. In um, in specific, we were talking about Mystic Veil. And is card crafting just a gimmick, or, or, or what is it? Do we like it? Do we not like it? My conclusion on it was, was I really like the idea of card crafting. I didn't feel like Mystic Veil really uh, brought, tied the theme in with the crafting, the reason for crafting, which was kind of gimmicky in my opinion, but I still like Mystic Veil anyways. In any case... Uh, I, I wanted, I, I said at the end of that broadcast, I wanted to see a new game with card crafting and see how uh, the crafting ties into the theme a little bit better in the gameplay. And AEG is releasing another game called Edge of Darkness, and I'm really excited about it. It hits uh, Kickstarter February 20th, and it takes place in the world of Mystic Veil, or the universe. And AEG has done this before with uh, the Tempest universe or world where Love Letter comes from and a couple other games. Um, but this one is set in the world of Mystic Vale. And uh, you're, you're defending a city called Aegean against the Blight. And it's not a cooperative game. However, what's neat about it is players are drafting cards from a single deck. So on your turn, you're going to be drafting cards from a deck uh, to play on your turn. But you're also going to have 10 locations in the city of Aegean. Like, uh, you can think of it kind of like Istanbul. I think there's 16 tiles you put out. Well, there's going to be tiles for the city, and the city is different every time. So there's, I think there's 20-some tiles in all. So it's a modular board, and each city tile has cards that you can draft from it. Now, um, when you play cards that are from a specific city tile, you also get a city bonus. But most of the time, to get that city bonus, your worker is going to have to be on that city tile as well. So you're going to have to have a worker there. It seems like it's going to be a really um, intricate game. Because when you, when you craft these cards, when you take a card from a city and craft it to a card that you already have, there's also something going on on the back side of the card, and it's bad stuff. For every card that you draft and you, and you craft, there's going to be something bad that's happening on the back of the card. So uh, you have to take that into consideration, because when the Dark Tower attacks... It's gonna, you're going to pull a card from the main deck, you're going to flip it over and use the bad stuff from the other side. Now the card doesn't attack immediately, it has to accumulate um, some cubes before it makes an attack. And those cubes will be colored based upon um, a uh, some different situations. And those colors might cause that card to attack an individual player with an individual affiliation, or if it's black cubes, it'll make that card attack everybody. This game seems like it's got a ton of stuff going on. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait till it hits Kickstarter in February. I think this is a game that everybody is going to enjoy. It's going to take that Mystic Veil card crafting that we loved initially, take it to the next level. It adds worker placement, card crafting, card drafting, 
um, a little bit of a cooperative feel, but also um, there's some uncooperativeness too, because you want to fight off these uh, these these enemies on your own. Um, you have affiliations, and, and and if you pull a card from somebody else's affiliation, you have to pay them to use that card. It's just gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm so excited about it. Check out Edge of Darkness. February 20th by AEG Games on Kickstarter. And as always, don't forget to check us out at TheologyOfGames.com. See you later. Good morning, everybody. Jeremiah here with Board Games FM. Wanted to bring you a quick first impression take on Red Scare. So last night, uh, I've been working on a little side project. And I had game designer Ben Canellis over to do some recording in my studio. And he brought along a copy of Red Scare, which was his first uh, published game back in uh, August at Gen Con. Pandasaurus Games released this, and so he he handed me a copy to, to play and review, and after we were done recording, we had a chance to play a couple quick rounds of it uh, with my boys and himself. Red Scare is a social deduction game. It is hidden role... It is really cool, actually. So you are playing. You are either a patriot or a Soviet. So everybody is going to have a hidden role. They're going to be trying to do different things. And then you are dealt out from a deck of cards, three citizen cards. Now these citizens, half of them, you can see what they are. You can see they're a patriot or a Soviet with the naked eye. The other half of them, you have to wear red decoder glasses to see if they are a Soviet or a Patriot. And half of the players on the table will be wearing the glasses, half half of them will not. So on your turn, you can do three actions. You can ask a player to decode a card for you, whether it's they have glasses and you have cards that you can't read without them, or you're wearing glasses and you have cards that you can't read with them, you can ask somebody to tell you, are these cards Soviet? Are they Patriot? Tell me what's, what's going on here. Or you can trade cards with somebody. If you think you know what you have or you know what somebody else has, you can trade cards with them to try to get uh, cards that match. Or you can judge on your turn. And when you judge cards, you put them on one side of the scoreboard uh, one side would say it says um, exonerate, the other says deport. Now, if you're a patriot, you want to exonerate the patriot cards and export the Soviet cards, and vice versa if you're a Soviet. So play plays happens like this. You play until there's either four judge, or I'm sorry, each player has judged or the number of players, there's been that many judgments. You can only judge twice, but you might not be able to if everybody uses their judge action. Once that number of players, uh, so if you have six players playing and six times somebody has used a judge token, that triggers end game. Or once you get to the fourth round, somebody can accuse players of being a Patriot or a Soviet, and if they correctly guess all the other players, that ends the game as well. Once you do that, you flip over all the cards, you figure out who scored more, and that ends the game. This game is, it, it's really, um, 
is a very unique take, first of all, on social deduction and hidden roles and things like that. But I really, I, we got like a turn into it and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I, I understand, man, I have to figure out who I can trust to decode these cards and they could lie to me about what I have depending on who they are and who they think I am because, well, if they think I'm a patriot and they, they're Soviet, they could hand me a bunch of cards and say, yep, those are you got all Soviets in your hand or all patriots in your hand, hoping that I'll exonerate them instead of deporting them. So it's, uh, I'm running out of time for this segment. It's a super cool game. If you like social deduction, this is one that is very unlike anything you've ever played. Um, so check it out. It's Red Scare from Pandasaurus Games. We'll be talking more about it over on Theology of Games and over on my podcast, That's How I Roll. But I wanted to give you that first impression. Really very clever mechanism. that, And the game is very stripped down and elegantly designed. It's, it's a great design. I think you're really going to enjoy it. All right, I got to get out of here. I'm out of time. Thanks for listening to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. We'll talk to you next time.